0: Welcome to episode number 39 of Talking Mopars and another installment of Direct Connections. This time around, we have returning guest Chuck McMurray, the brains behind Hemipages.com and ReadyChassis.shop, here to talk about his new venture, BuildMopar.com, and we're going to learn all about it. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, and you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. And I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. Hey. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend and the brains behind Hemipages.com and ReadyChassis.shop once again for his second appearance on Talking Mopars, Chuck McMurray. How's it going, Chuck?
1: Good, good. Chris, thanks for having us on.
0: Yep. I, uh, I'm i really excited about this project you're working on, and I don't know how many people have heard about it yet, but you've got a little project going on called Build Mopar. Now, I want you to tell all the Talking Mopar's listeners what Build Mopar is all about. Sure.
1: So Build Mopar is a, a campaign that we're running, and it's our first time operating it, where uh, the people, the enthusiasts, uh, will have a chance to vote on every phase of the build of the car. So... Uh, We're going to be building a uh, vintage Mopar with modern powertrain to uh, operate in the modern street Hemi shootout uh, race series, as well as potentially an NMCA class and if an NHRA class aligns with the car. But it'll be uh, designed to be a uh, race car rather than just a street strip type uh, situation. And it will be picked by the people. So everything from the model of the car to the color of the car, uh, the driveline choices, transmission choices, suspension, even the size of the rear tires will all be selected by the people for the people. So we thought it would be a a lighthearted way to take a look at a otherwise kind of difficult year and show that democracy still works.
0: Very cool, wow. I'm really excited about this. I can't imagine What kind of crazy ideas people would have if they were just let loose, like, oh, tell us what you want. So there has to be a little bit of guidance in this whole process, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah, we're having uh, the vendors uh, that are in the aftermarket that are part of our directory. um, They're actually giving us feedback, which we're calling nominations. And so there's actually a survey that goes out just to the vendors where they've voted on roughly... Um, 16 different choices of cars. Um, probably, we presented about 12 different driveline choices and then a couple of different transmission rear end combinations. Um, but but we actually, the very first question that we presented to them was the race class that they wanted to see us operate in. And the Modern Street Hemi shootout was obviously a very uh, first choice. Uh, NHRA and NMCA were a close second. So.
0: That's really exciting because... As a kid growing up, I'm sure everybody's heard me talk about this a million times, but I loved reading car magazines. And the one thing that you know, I never saw into the future was that there would be a situation where you watch them build cars and they have you know, six issues dedicated to a certain car build, but you never really got to actually see what the cars were capable of. You got to read about it, but you never got to see it. So yeah. what you're telling me is we're going to get a chance to vote on basically choose your own adventure, building this car. You're going to build it and we're all going to choose what parts go on it and what car it's going to be. Right. And at the very end, you're going to take it to the track and you're going to test it.
1: We're going to test it and then we're going to compete with it. Right. So the, the class that it'll most qualify for, which obviously as we're building it, you know, we'll be cognizant of weight, the driveline choices, um, suspension setup, all of that. Uh, we'll be picking a particular class and then aiming for that and then seeing how it competes against the crowd so it'll be something that not only will you be able to vote on um and of course always provide suggestions and feedback because we'll be looking to the community for help and questions and essentially too if we have those but you'll actually get be able to see you know what you voted on compete against other cars of people that have been campaigning cars for many years and many of them almost you know professional semi-professional race cars so It'll be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, this is going to be really fun for someone like me who doesn't have the money to do something like that, but has a wild enough imagination to go, well, if I had to choose. So that's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to see how this all turns out and what the people really want to see at the track, because what it all boils down to for me anyway, is what I would want to see race at the track as far as vintage body, modern Mopar power plant, which... I preach about all the time on the show because I really see the potential in that, especially like I was talking with Blake Anderman from DIY Hemi about it. There's millions of Hemi powered cars on the road right now. And eventually they're going to make their way to, you know, the U-Poll wrecking yards and stuff like that. And there's going to be cores everywhere, millions of them. So I think, you know, the LS, while I hate to say it, maybe, you know, up here as far as availability and price. but I really see Mopar just nipping at the heels, and I'm super excited to see how the modern Hemi swap movement into old vintage metal turns out. Turns out. But yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get into the choices a little bit. What kind of cars do we have to choose from? So
1: the so the four choices I don't want to give it away because you know the sure. votes are the votes will uh, be available to everyone who is either on social media or you know is completing the polls that we'll be providing. But I'll tell you that it will be based off of Mopar's legendary factory stock Super Stock program of the late '60s. Uh, There'll be popular body styles. Uh, we didn't go after like '68 Charger um the more collectible you know higher end cores that we know that we probably couldn't get and that people wouldn't want to see us race but um a good majority of the choices will be a body there will be a b body selection and um and then the color swatches that after that particular year and model or the uh the make year and model is picked the color swatches that the factory offered you know that'll be the color choices and so forth and so um yeah it'll be very interesting to see what everybody wants to see. And, um, you know, in some cases, I'm sure we'll get feedback as to why they want to see it. So it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll it'll also be fun for me to see what the um, the aftermarket really thinks, you know, could be the best choices for the things that we need, because we're going to have one fuel system. We're going to have one, um, you know, likely, I, I would think that the votes would head, you know, toward the idea of fuel injection um I don't think carbureted would be a choice but then again if that's what the people choose then uh, if the majority chooses that that's what we'll deal with and I would imagine it's going to be an automatic transmission but there'll be a uh, a manual or you know a stick shift option so we'll we'll see what the majority says but it'll be interesting to see what what everybody what what the majority wants to see
0: yeah that's that's really exciting i'll tell you i'll tell you folks what i want to see is a 68 ss dart with a modern hemi in it i've talked about it before i really want to see that so if you're listening to this show right now and you have access to a computer or a phone and you can get on buildmopar.com correct chuck it's buildmopar.com yep go on there and cast your votes let's see a 68 ss dart with a uh, modern hemi in it i think that would be really cool but um
1: what would be your color choice if you uh if you had to pick
0: Well, if it's from the color swatches in 68, the super stock darts only came in one color and that was primer gray with black fenders. So, I mean, I, but I've always had that fantasy of what would the modern power plant do in the exact, if you just took a 68 SS dart from Hearst and just threw a modern engine in it, I don't care which one. I'm just curious to see how the suspension operates uh, compared to, you know, the old elephant And then you got the new one. So there's just so many different facets of this build that are going to be really interesting to see what people, you know, want to see. And I know there's a lot of really, really smart minds out there as far as engineering and race car stuff like that. So I'm really curious to see what direction this goes, because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Of course, I'd want to see a SS dart with a new Hemi in it. But who knows? I'm, you know, it may not even be a dart that's picked. We're going to have to wait and see and see what everyone votes on sure um now as far as the power plants i just wanted to get this cleared up it's all modern mopar correct stuff, right correct yeah
1: it, it'll be from the selection of engines that you could get today everything from i mean I, I can tell you that there'll be four options of engines you'll have a five seven a six four a six two and then a essentially a modified uh six two hellcat based something you know um, and then when we get to power adders, which will actually be another choice, uh, the majority will have the, the chance to be able to vote if they want to see turbo, if they want to see supercharger, if they want to see nitrous, um, because those combinations work really well with those engines. And, uh, and there's a lot of different, you know, everything from junkyard cores to, you know, block starting builds. You can go to a Dodge dealer and get a BGE block and start from there, um, as well as crate motors. So I I don't think we'll have the chance to get our hands on something like a elephant, but we can probably get pretty close to duplicating something like that. If that's what the majority wanted to see.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. So for those of you paying attention, all you LS trolls out there that think you're going to vote on an LS engine in this, in what I hope to be a 68 super stock dart, that's not going to happen. So just kill those dreams right now. It's going to be a Hemi. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. So this car, is it going to be a street legal car or is this a strictly a track car? Well, so the uh, it, it's going to be designed for, for track um,
1: and, and likely a specific class. We'll be announcing the class when the polls come out. Um, but it'll have a VIN because we're going to be purchasing the car, um, you know, with a title so that we can do something with the car afterward. If we donate it, we sell it, whatever it might be uh, after we've campaigned it. So it'll likely have a VIN whether we insure it and drive it on the street. I mean, I think it would be a great PR promo, but so long as it's, you know, safe and, and able to be, I would imagine if it's got a modern driveline, it could be very streetable. We've talked about maybe trying to compete in the, um, the, well drive it in hot rod power tour, but take it uh, to the hot rod races across the country, drag week and so forth, and see if it would hold up well to, uh, you know, driving on the, uh, on the street between tracks, as well as, you know, being trailered around. I think if it's late model Mopar driveline, it can probably do it all based on what I know of those combinations.
0: Yeah. Wow. I can't express how excited I am to see this build come together. Yeah. Um, are you, are you guys going to take it to events like PRI and SEMA and things like that too? The Yeah. The plant
1: this year, the architecture and the design will be released around the times of those shows. Um, our target is to actually have the final design architecture and all the mock-ups um, and the car body purchased, and probably the driveline purchased, if not just completely architected by the PRI show. But next year, PRI um, and SEMA, if the car is campaigned and everything's you know still holding together, and we'll probably take it to one, if not both of those shows, because I'd really like to get it on the road. So I think a lot of people would like to see it, sit in it, hear it fired up. Um, and you know, SEMA has a, a really great outdoor um, exhibit for a lot of things. So we could also showcase it there if, uh, you know, if we can get the booth and everything, but uh, yeah, it's going to be very
0: exciting. Yeah. You can go ahead and put me in line for one of the guys who wants to check that car out. So I will definitely be attending SEMA next year for sure. I haven't quite figured out if I'm going to make it this year, but if the car is going to be there next year, I I have to see it in person. Um, So yeah. So you don't have a warehouse and you have all these cars just waiting for the vote. You're going to actually wait wait to see what's voted on and then you're going to go acquire the car.
1: Correct. We've we have gone and done some homework on uh, based on the nominations that we have. Um, we've been using Search Tempest, Craigslist, Facebook's uh, Facebook Classifieds, and eBay just to look at the cores that are available. You know, in the next month. So we've identified a couple of cars, and depending on what the vote it will be, um, we'll be taking you know pretty quick action on something. Uh, and of course, this is going to become public knowledge. So then the owners of those cars, you know we're going to try to purchase these cars without, you know, anyone actually knowing that that's what we're doing so that we don't drive the price through the roof. (laughs) But, uh, you know, to be honest, there's, depending on the quality of the car that you're looking for, there's actually quite a few out there. I mean, we don't want to cut up something that's beautiful. We don't really want an X race car. We're going to try to find a stock floor stock bodied uh, car to start with. We're certainly not going to use like a WO or an original super stock car. Um, sure. Just because of their value and their rarity and, of course, their cost. Um, but but uh, yeah, and, and then on, on top of, um, you know, because there's a lot of people that are going to be interested in seeing what we learn and replicating what we have, um, we're going to do a very thorough job of documenting uh, not only in print, uh, but with video assembly instructions and working with the aftermarket vendors that are providing us parts on how do we best install these parts if there's modifications that need to be made, um and and i would say that we the one thing we are aiming to do is to try to keep the stock frame um floors uh, f- you know locations of current body panels all in the same place so that it doesn't require a lot of you know i, I mean i don't think we're going to need to do a uh you know a, a tube chassis or tub design anything like that to get what we want in performance from the classes that we've targeted so i think it'll be exciting because other people will be able to reproduce this same thing without Without too much, you know, challenge. They'll need a chassis person or have that expertise, but they'll they'll be able to follow along. And if they want to build it alongside of us, they'll be able to do that.
0: Are you working within any sort of budget guidelines or anything like that? Because you say that an average guy can build this. I just want to make sure that this isn't you don't have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget.
1: No, we're so what we're really trying to do is keep it in the area of you know less than thirty five thousand total, right? So um it's not going to be show car paint it'll be good paint but it won't be a show car um you know the the driveline selections and everything else will come from an affordable pile like i said we're not going to try to use a elephant um if what everyone votes on is a hell crate um then we're going to have to do some shopping and some negotiating to see what we can find but we're also counting on the sponsors to help us to be able to build that but what i'd like to do is create a recipe that somebody over the course of, you know, depending on their financial situation and their investments, if even if it's a two to three year project, they'd be able to duplicate it. Um, And I think the savings will come from the fact that they only have to do it once. Right. So if you've built cars in the past, I just recently did this with one of our cars. I put in a trans cooler and I didn't choose the fittings that I really wanted, but I wanted to kind of mock it up pretty quickly. Um, And then, you know, redid the entire trans cooler setup and did it right um if if i had published that parts list everybody else could just do it right from the beginning and not have to do it over so i think i think if you really look at what it takes to do the car one time with the right people in the right order and not have to redo things it's actually pretty affordable compared to you know some of the late model muscle cars that you can buy out there but i think um We'll be very interested to see what Mopar would be willing to help us with as far as our selections because they know their cars and they know their drive lines really well. And so, you know, we'd make very educated decisions and make a lot of architectural decisions before we make purchases so that we are making sure things fit on paper before they get bolted on.
0: So Mopar is involved with this build? They've been very interested, yes. So, Very cool. That's nothing like a little factory backing. That's going to be a lot of fun yeah man i I can't stress enough people how excited I am for this car, whatever it may be um just the fact that we get to see it in action when it's all done that's gonna be so much fun
1: yeah. um
0: wow, there's just so many options so how many rounds of voting are there gonna be
1: there's there's nine total votes that the uh that the enthusiast will have decisions in so the the very first one is the uh uh the actual car the make model car the of the car uh the second vote will be the color swatch and then the third will likely be the driveline choice and then suspension uh and some other details but like even the transmission choice you know i mean there's you know the ati turbo 400 there's the a8 eight speed automatic um, of course there's torque flight options um john cope builds a really nice aftermarket hemi uh transmission with a um with a special valve body and an overdrive. There's a lot of choices out there, but we also have to be cognizant of, um, you know, protection um, blankets, uh, shields and things like that. So it all has to fit. And so we're gonna have to figure all of that out as we go, but whatever people choose is the d- direction. And I think it'll be, we're gonna be educating the vote, the voters with why we made these choices available. So they'll be able to take a stab at, you know, why they wanna make that Decision or why they support that decision, so it should be pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, very cool. This has never been done before, to my knowledge. Um, great idea. Some people just come up with all the good ideas, and not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad someone's doing it. I think this is going to be really fun. Um, the play on the voting during the election year—that's going to be fun too. Um, as far as power adders go. I'm really curious about, so we can go turbo, supercharger, twin turbos, I imagine, will probably be an option. Um, with the engine that you get, I mean, we can't just slap on turbos on a supercharged you know, Hellcat engine. You know what I mean? So yeah. what exactly is going to be, I mean, I don't know how much you can divulge or how much you want to divulge, but say we choose the supercharged Hemi, and we get guys going, "Oh, let's turbo charge it. Is that going to be if it's a supercharged Hemi, are you going to remove the option for turbos and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll keep it to a we'll keep it to a single power adder choice. So if you pick turbo, the supercharger won't be in between, you know, uh, just because I've done the research and it's it's difficult to really make that work. The other thing that drives the decision is the class choices because most of the power adder classes have some, pretty strict limits on the number of power adders and the type of power adders and the weight limits that you have for those classes that you choose. But, um, but yeah, to answer your question, we're gonna be doing um, a lot of conversations with the late model uh, performance shops as well as the engine builders to find out how we're gonna make it live. Um, fuel choice uh, will also be, fuel type and fuel choice will also be an option uh, that'll be voted on as well. So it'd be interesting to see if people push towards E85 or not uh, race gas, pump gas, whatever it might be, but whatever those choices are, we'll have to work within the limits and the physics of those choices. We're going to learn a lot.
0: Yeah. That's another interesting aspect about this build that I've been thinking of is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that would, you know, if given free reign, who knows what kind of crazy ideas they'd come up with and what kind of monster this would be. But the plan is not to just throw parts at an engine and hope it doesn't grenade there is actually some engineering and some thought that goes into this folks so keep that in mind because i mean who who wants to spend $35,000 on a car that you could replicate yourself if i had 35,000 i could go out and replicate exactly what chuck is building and you know see what happens and i would think that with all the engineering involved it's going to be Really good to have step by steps explanations and things like that to educate people like myself who aren't as you know deep in the trenches as a lot of the guys like yourself are, as far as racing and stuff goes. So, I'm another reason why I'm really excited about this build is we're gonna, you know, it's a very good educational, you know, campaign basically. So, along with having fun with the voting and all that stuff, we're also gonna learn some stuff, so that's very cool. And then, once again, the modern street hemi shootout where you're gonna you know, the maiden voyage of this car, that is going to be, that's going to be really fun. I can't wait to see that. Um, do we know where that's going to take place? Uh, so the 2021
1: calendar for the modern street Hemi shootout hasn't been published yet, but I know that the first, the first, uh, uh, race is typically in early March, like it was this year, you know, I mean, anything can go with how the world and COVID is kind of headed, but, I would imagine that next race season will probably be better than this race season for the spring. And so we'll be, um, we'll be tying in um, the project build and the news and the first events and the testing and tuning into our event calendar on pages, And uh, all of the shops that are either sponsors or are being selected for the help to uh, help architect design and build uh, will also be available in the directory. And then of course, um, used parts, uh, you know, we're going to be encouraging people to list things in the classifieds um, to be able to help drive a place where, you know, parts can be acquired and things like that. And then, of course, the articles that we work on with specific vendors will also be in our article section. So should be a one-stop shop. What will be very interesting is what the forum board that we have, we have a discussion board, it hasn't been used yet, what that will really become. But we will be, um, you know, we'll have an FAQ section, but we'll also be asking questions of our followers to get advice from people that maybe have used certain combinations, um, have tried in some cases, maybe failed or have won with certain things. Um, we'd really like to hear back from the public on their experience as well. So we're going to be cognizant that the wealth of knowledge out there also lies in the enthusiast base. So we'll be using the tools that we have at our, you know, in our hands to try to really make all of that possible. And then the concept will be is that all of the parts that are used, and all of the performance shops that are used for machine work and other things will all be made available. So you should be able to make the same appointments with the chassis shops we use, consult with the same engine builders, and in some cases, even be able to buy kits from Ready Chassis of the pre assembled parts and components, the modular kits that will make up this car. And then we look forward to continuing to do that with other models as things happen. Um, and we know that there's no shortage of Hemis. Dodge is still making some amazing cars and trucks, and so, you know, the legend continues, and it'll be interesting to see even five years from now what the choices will be. So, we'll keep on building.
0: So, that's all going to, as far as the forum and all that stuff, that's all taking uh, place on uh, hemipages.com, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So, there you have it, folks. You can pick the car. You can pick the color. You can pick the tires, the suspension. You can basically... As a group effort, a, co- a cooperative between the Mopar community, we're going to build a car. And yep. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, one question that I wanted to ask, are you going to keep a tab of the budget and disclose that to people?
1: Yes, actually, that'll be a very tightly guarded um, piece because, you know, um, parts can, you know, the parts and the car will be... Uh, a, a relevant factor for everybody. I think you'll be able to go out and get most of the same things. The labor is the tightly controlled piece that we really want to get our hands around, right? Because the labor and body work, I mean, some people can get a great paint job for five, $6,000. Some people will spend $30,000 to get something that's just 10% better, right? And so yeah. we know that the car is going to get really used. We know it's going to get worked on. It's going to be a race car. Um, so we're not going to put you know, SEMA grade quality of paint on the car. Uh, But we are going to finish it nice. So we're going to publish everything. Um, We're going to make it available uh, on the site. And we're going to be as transparent as possible for the things that we run into as far as problems concerned too, because we know that certain things may not fit. We may have to make modifications as we go along. And we're going to take pictures and video of everything that we can so that everybody can kind of keep track of it. We're hoping that the share amongst the Enthusiast community via social media will be a great way to continue to promote it and again, a way to get feedback. So,
0: very cool. Yeah. I, man, I cannot stress enough how excited I am for this. Yeah. Um, the first round of voting, when does that kick off?
1: Uh, so, it uh, after this weekend, the July 4th weekend, all of the voting will have commenced. And um, we're only doing we're only doing one vote at a time, right? So once the brand of the car is picked, there's going to be some time in between that and the color choice. Be some time between the color choice and the engine, because we want when we present the options, um, because we're going to find out what that vote was, the decision was. We're going to publish the decision that was made, and then we're going to start to publish the research on where we're you know where we're acquiring the car. Um, you know, who's going to be painting it, you know, what, what type of, you know, paint material we're going to be using, what kind of body shop prep it'll need. So all of those things will happen, but the voting essentially starts, you know, this weekend, which is the July 4th weekend.
0: Awesome. Now with all the content that you're going to be providing us with, is that going to come out in stages like the votes or is this all going to come out at the end of the build?
1: The content is actually going to be coming out as as the build is happening, right? So um, As each phase is chosen the conversations that we're having with vendors um, independently um, We're going to be writing up what we've learned um, Taking pictures of the parts that we've acquired. We're going to be doing unboxing videos of the parts as they arrive Uh, We'll be recording the installation and modifications that are being made as best we can so like I said, if you actually wanted to build this car at the exact same time and you had the funding to do so, you'd be able to follow right along with what we're doing. And of course, you know, you'd end up with the same product when we do. So if we end up making changes to that final product, you'd have to also then choose if you wanted to follow with those changes. But I think the the end result should end up to be pretty amazing given that we've got so much support in the aftermarket.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if you've thought about this, but I think you have a potential TV show in the works here. This Maybe. seems like something that could be on TV. I really I really feel that way. I just the whole concept is just brilliant and I if there are any production people out there right now involved in TV, you really need to jump on this and give Chuck a call because I think there's a lot of potential here because one of the biggest things in media and you know car shows is it would be so cool to have input From the audience. And we're for the first time ever, we're gonna actually see that with this build. As far as if you're a Mopar fan, this is this is everything you could ever want because you know, all of us as Mopar fans, I know I'm one of them. I would love to just go out and pick a car and build it however I wanted. But a lot of us, myself included, don't have that kind of a budget. And even if we did, you know, we'd like to see someone else go through the steps and make sure that we you know, do it right the first time. Yeah. But I, uh, losing my train of thought here. Um, so
1: I was going to say there's, there's uh there's one question no one has yet asked me and I've been really surprised. I was going to see if you could guess what it is.
0: Well, let me ask you one question before that. Maybe I'll get this. I, I doubt it, but I am curious. <laughs> I am curious because I, I'm a fan of project cars. So you're going to go out and pick this car. Now mm-hmm. I imagine that you're not going to go get a complete rot box. You're looking for something that's pretty solid, but when you get the car, I imagine the first goal is to get it body and white essentially, correct? Yeah. yeah. So you'll be doing all the repairs necessary if it needs any metal work or anything like that, maybe floors or something like that. You're going to be doing all that. Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we won't it won't be uh it won't be finished in paint on the exterior of the car you know, door jams, trunks, things like that will probably be done relatively early on, but all of the build and and, uh, the chassis fabrication
0: is gonna require
1: us to have bare metal exposed in a lot of places. And so we're gonna do a lot of the panel replacement, if any, that needs to be done. We're really trying to find something that's clean that doesn't need a lot of that. Um, Oddly enough, there's a car in Washington that I'm looking at right now, the state of Washington, that seems to fit the bill really well for a 68A body. So. Hopefully somebody doesn't go grab that while we're talking. But again, if it's, if that's the vote, the card that's voted on, but, um, but yeah, so that the, the, uh, but, but the question that I've been waiting to see if everybody would ask is who gets to drive it once oh, it's yeah. finished.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So when so, do I fly out to drive it, Chuck? <laughs> that's right. There you
1: go. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, I mean, there's some really great drivers out there, obviously. Uh, I'd be happy to drive it. I've got a lot of experience. I had an NHRA license 20 years ago. Um, you know, given the car is probably going to run in the eights or nines, it would require an NHRA license. Um, the Chicago area right now, Route 66, which is our home track, is closed. Um, COVID took out the business. And so that testing facility won't be available out here in Chicago. But uh, who knows? I mean, maybe it'll be purchased or owned by somebody by next year. But um but yeah i mean we'll be doing testing wherever wherever the community ends up taking us i've got a couple of shops in michigan that we've talked to that are very interested and of course the aftermarket may want to end up doing some of the modification installs themselves so we would be happy to get the car in the hands of some of those providers if they want to do some of the content production in their own studios around their own locations too so we're certainly not um, shy to turn away getting professional help on certain phases of, of installs and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the country and, and, uh, and who steps up to help and and who wants to get involved. But yeah, I don't know who's going to drive it. That's the question I keep waiting for everybody to get to ask.
0: Gosh, maybe we should vote on that too, Chuck.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the options that we were thinking of. That'd be the 10th vote. Maybe.
0: Very cool. Make sure my name's on that list, but you know who (laughs) I want to see drive it. I want to see Matt drive it. I would like to see, I would, I love to see your son. Drive oh
1: it. my, my son, son Matthew,
0: yeah. your son buddy yeah i i think that would uh be really cool to see i mean he has some drag racing experience but i'm sure he's never driven a nine second car
1: yeah no nothing like that now actually it's funny he uh Evan graduated high school this year one of the things that was on his um his to-do list was to go to frank holly's drag racing school but um, as an entrepreneur, he also really wanted to get his business off the ground. So we we helped him invest in that area. But, but yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, the youth. I mean, there's going to be cars like this in the future. I think the one thing that um, we are really going to focus in on is getting the car NHRE certified before the start of the season. So, I mean, as we build it, we'll be very aware of different safety equipment and options, but we'll also be making sure that we've you know, met all of the certifications required for SFI and other things. We following those rules pretty tightly. So it should be a safe and a good handling car, uh, especially at the top end. So that would be our target.
0: Right on. Well, if you do vote on who drives it, I will definitely put in my vote for Matt because <laughs> you know, I see the the next generation is is here and, you know, we need to keep them involved. And it would be interesting to see, you know, a guy who has never been in something so powerful, you know, if he gets the right training, of course, but I I think, I think that would say a lot because there's a lot of guys out there that would love to build it. I mean, I would love to build a car like this. Sure. Then it comes time to drive it and it's like, okay. So it would be interesting to see, you know, it might be interesting to see, you know, Matt drive it and then a professional drive it and see what the difference is between, you know, a professional and an amateur. Sure. That would that would be interesting too. Um Sure. So if you guys do that just remember who gave you the idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we could do something like a Matt McMurray McMurray versus Matt Hagan and see who
0: uh oh God. who cuts a better light. <laughs> yeah. Matt on Matt crime. I like it. There you go. <laughs> but uh make sure my name's on that list and for all of you listening if you really enjoy this show vote for me. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially if it turns out to be a dart. <laughs> um No, man, I'm I'm so excited about this and for everybody listening buildmopar.com hemipages.com, readychassis.shop this is going to be this is going to be awesome so i'll be promoting it throughout the whole the whole kit and caboodle the whole shebang i want to be i want to be part of it as much as i can and you know hopefully i can Influence some people to get the modern Hemi in that Dart. That is going to be a lot of fun. But yeah. uh, hey, if you need someone to go look at that Dart up in Washington, I'm here, buddy. I'll go take a look at it for you. And don't worry, I won't buy it from underneath you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and do a quick markup. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, one thing you said earlier is you mentioned Search Tempest, and I thought, oh, great! Now everybody's going to know how I do the Mopar Hunter. And <laughs> get yeah, all those posts out. Yeah. But that's 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 how you find cars quick and in a lot of places at one time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're hoping we're hoping we'll get a boost for our classifies out of this, because um, we'd really like to see some of the cores and some of the parts and things presented. Of course, we're not shy to using used parts if we can find them. Uh, I mean, again, part of I think trying to do some cost containment is you know being able to get things at a discount when you can. Um, but things like beadlock wheels, you know, rear suspension systems, there's going to be some things that we're just going to have to buy new. I doubt any of it'll be really be. Custom per se. I think we're going to try to use everything that we can off the shelf uh, that's available. But um, but yeah, when there's opportunities to be able to present, you know, getting a deal on something, we wouldn't be shy of that. But we're hoping our classifieds would respond to something like this as well.
0: Very cool. I'm going to have to talk to you off air about getting some talking Mopar stickers for the car because that's got to be a that's got to happen, buddy. Um, No man. uh, For all of you listening, you know you got to vote on this. This is the first time it's ever happened and you know you can be part of something really cool and that's the cool part about this build is everybody can take part i mean this could be i mean we could all vote on a 5.7 liter all motor hemi you know or or we can get crazy and throw some you know throw some boost pressure at it and see what happens so it's going to be really fun to just Help the build. I I'm super excited about this. I don't know if yeah. anybody can tell, but <laughs> I'm really excited to see what happens with this. And like I said, I'm going to be promoting this as much as I can. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm trying to put myself in a position of a listener and go, okay, what what else do I want to know? Sure. I think, I think we've pretty much covered it. I'd like to get you back on. Um, you know, you're going to be a busy guy for the next you know year. Sure. I'd like to get you back on. Um, another time to talk, you know, maybe midway through the build or whatever, just to see how things are coming along and your experience.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we'd be very excited to do that. And, uh, and like I said, you'll be able to follow along with, um, you know, a lot of the video content and things too, but you um, will make sure that you're privy to some of the news as it comes out. And then we're hoping that folks will share it so that we get thousands of votes. I mean, what would be really great is, If we have a a very large group of people helping to drive the direction of the project, it's a true cooperative car build. And so if we can get tens of thousands, I mean, millions would be fantastic. But, you know, I'd be really happy with tens of thousands of votes in the direction that everybody would like to see. It would also help the aftermarket because they would, um, I wouldn't say for the first time, but they would get a strong recommendation as to the way the public is thinking about the options that they'd like to see. So I would think that the research that comes out of it would be valuable as well.
0: So there you have it, folks. If you vote, and I hope you do, and I'm expecting all my listeners to vote on this, I want you to share it with all your friends, especially all your Mopar addicted friends. This is going to be, I mean, you know, one of a kind. And hopefully the first of many. I want to see this happen. I want to see this happen a lot. Like I said, this is a TV show just waiting to happen. Yeah, Um, It's going to be amazing. But uh, yeah, Chuck, I'm really excited about this. Once again, buildmopar.com, hemipages.com, readychassis.shop, you know, go take a look, you know, voting, voting's going to be kicking off here and, you know, we get to pick the car. This is, this is for me, you know, I'm the, I'm the project car guy. So picking the car is going to be the funnest part for me. The only problem is I already know which one I want to see. So I already know (laughs) where my vote's going. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I, I can't. I, I think can't. the biggest battles
1: will be over the color myself. I think that's where everyone's going to really try to take a stand because it's such a personality part of it. But yeah. uh, that's yeah. why we wanted to keep it to the factory color swatches. Um, you know, I, I, a, a couple of folks early on, the agencies and folks that I talked to, uh, they tried talking me into maybe using some of the modern colors that are out there. But uh, it, it would just, I think it would really be more of a vintage play to be able to see those, you know, the cars and the original flanked colors that they were made with. So we'll, yeah. we'll be excited to see what it, what it comes down to.
0: Awesome. Chuck. Well, buddy, it's been a pleasure as always for the second time, having you on talking Mopar's the second of many appearances by Chuck McMurray. And Hey, I can't wait to see this. I, I know you're excited. I mean, how how's Matt taking all this? I'm sure he's a busy guy now.
1: He's very busy. He's uh, So he's the one who's driving all of the content generation. Um, I've been helping him with some of the video editing. He's writing up a lot of the articles and he's doing a, a lot of the research. So um, a lot of this is being done by him. I'm giving him my guidance, but uh, he's pretty excited. He's also learning a lot and he's getting a chance to talk to a lot of people that people his age, I don't think get the audience with. So as we get on the phone with a lot of these manufacturers, uh, he's going to get to make some, you know, new connections. It'll be pretty exciting for his career, but it'll also be exciting for the the vendors in, in the aftermarket to be able to hear from a young voice who's, you know, truly involved in this. This represents what the future enthusiasts are going to look like in part, uh, and certainly not the whole, but, you know, so the things that he asks and the things he wants to know will represent some of, I think, what his age group would want to know as well. So
0: it'll be a, a learning experience for us all. Perfect. Yeah. I need to get him back on the show too, um, to pick his brain a little bit, because I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, want to be an entrepreneur and they don't know where to start. And Matt, Matt's young, smart. I could tell, I could tell he's got that spark. So I I see him doing big things in the automotive community. I, I see some, some big moves for him in the industry. So very cool. Chuck, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Now, I I would just like to tell everybody who's listening, get out there and vote, uh, both for obviously the election this year and for our uh, for our our cooperative uh, car build. Let your voices be heard and uh, and don't be shy to give us information and thoughts as you have them, because I think we'd like to hear from the audience. So make it happen and, and we'll be happy to share the results as we get them. It's an exciting time.
0: Absolutely. And for those of you listening, send me some of your ideas of what you want to see this car become, what do you want to see on the track at Modern Street Hemi Shootout? You can uh, send me your ideas at chris at talkingmopars.com or leave me a voice message at 209-28-MOPAR. That's my voice mailbox. I want to hear what you guys have to say because obviously all the votes aren't coming out at one time. So we're going to do this in stages, but I'd like to see what's on your guys' mind. So feel free to call or send me an email and uh, I will be sure that Chuck gets that feedback and, you know, I'm sure Chuck's open for suggestions or anything like that. And, you know, this is a community effort led by Chuck and Matt McMurray. I think it's going to be awesome. And like I said, super excited, Chuck. Very excited, buddy. We are too. Very good. Chris, thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thank you for coming on. And hey, no Mopar left behind, right? That's right. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Take care. You too. Thanks, Chris. There you have it folks, always a pleasure to have my friend Chuck McMurray on. Remember, every vote counts on this Build Mopar campaign, so get your votes in. Voting starts Monday morning, that's the 6th of July and concludes on the 17th, so get your votes in. Every vote counts. Let's help Chuck build something really cool, buildmopar.com. I'll be posting updates on the Mopar Hunter and Talking Mopar's Facebook and Instagram pages. So keep your eyes out for that, and let's see what kind of crazy car we all can come up with. And who knows? I may have a little bit more involvement in this than we know right now. We're going to have to wait and see. But I'm really excited. I can't. I mean, how many times have I said that? I am so excited about this. I can't wait. Get your votes in. I'd love to see a 68 Superstock Dart with a modern power plant in it. What kind of Mopar would you pick if it was a vintage Mopar with modern muscle under the hood? Email me, leave a voice message, let your voice be heard. Don't forget hemipages.com, readychassis.shop, and of course, buildmopar.com. That's all, folks. Another episode of Talking Mopar's Direct Connections is in the books. For more information about this podcast or to listen and subscribe to the show, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And don't forget that you can send me your stories, questions, comments, complaints, suggestions, and everything else on your Mopar-addicted mind to chris at TalkingMopars.com. Or leave me a voice message on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR to hear yourself on the show. Also, don't forget that if you like this show and you'd like to help support it, you can help me by visiting the Talking Mopars merch shop. You can purchase cool things like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, and more. Ordering from the merch shop is an excellent way to help the show and get something cool in return. Just follow the link in the show notes or episode description, or just jump on over to TalkingMopars.com. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.